Welcome to OsteoCast, where we talk all things osteopathy, functional anatomy, and movement. With your hosts, myself, Colby Brokel, Amanda Boysen, and Sarah Pucal. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to OsteoCast. Your hosts here, Sarah, Amanda, and Colby. Howdy. Hello. So today we're going to talk about acute versus chronic pain. So we'll just start by explaining what that means, and then we'll go from there. So when you have acute pain, it's often from when you sprain your ankle, for example, or you pull your back out, and it's a often sharp pain. The area will get very warm. That indicates there's inflammation happening. Uh, your nociceptors, your pain receptors, will uh, send that signal to your brain to let your body know that there's something wrong, something going on, and what you need to do to get that to feel better. Um, of course, depending what it is, there's different ways you can treat that. And then moving into chronic pain, it's often something that's been there for a, a lot longer of a time. And it might not always be there. It can be more of a dull ache and it might come and go, but it is pretty consistent and where it is and how it feels. Um, and often when there's a chronic pain, it will be focused on a bit of self-management um, as well. We will go into kind of what can help with chronic pain as well. Anything to add there, team? No, that's a good explanation of them. I think it's important to note uh, when you're looking at acute issues, um, the primary focus of that is making sure that you're cleared medically before you come to the office. So if you've had some sort of uh, traumatic thing or you've heard a snap or a crackle or a pop and there's pain associated with it, or as Sarah was talking about with swelling and redness and heat, et cetera, um, the first thing to do is to get to the physician and make sure that everything is well there if you need to be cleared by the physician. And then of course, if you're looking to have uh, some sort of treatment done afterwards, clearance from the physician and approval from them is important. Obviously, if you have more of a more severe traumatic injury, you're gonna need to have imaging done, et cetera, to make sure everything is okay, but that'll be done on the medical side and they will take care of you prior to you coming for osteopathic care. As for chronic, um, one thing to toss in there is that chronic is usually some sort of an acute or or long-term repetitive thing that builds up over time and you end up with a chronic issue. Usually it happens when there's a change in the tissue. So instead of muscle being standard muscle tissue, it gets a little, the histology changes and it gets a little more dense, a little bit more fibrosed and it may that be muscle or ligaments or tendons. They start to hold a little thicker and hold things in place, which cause more of a long-term problem. Yep, exactly. And I think the other thing to note, you kind of mentioned this, Colby, is that you can definitely go through acute flare-ups of chronic issues. So yeah. there can be times where those chronic issues are there and they become more um, more on the forefront or they you go through that kind of what you would call a flare-up or you read that. Or something. Yeah, you get that like acute change again. And then, but it doesn't mean it's because a new it's a new acute issue. It's just that it's a flare-up of that old chronic thing that's there. Yeah. And now and those are, those are the best times to go get treated osteopathically. And some things, sometimes in that situation, you'll have that acute flare up and you go get care and it'll calm down and you'll feel good. But and the patients always think that they're done and it's time to leave the clinic. But it's important at that time as a practitioner and as a patient to understand that the long-term change comes with the following treatments. Once it's calmed down and maybe the pain is gone, now it's time to change the reason why that acute flare-up is happening in the first place. Exactly. Because when you come into the office with that acute flare-up, the the purpose of the treatment almost changes. You're trying to make sure that that person get get comfortable, 
um, that, you know, some of those initial things or those, you know, things that are more on the forefront, like the pain or the, you know, I can't put pressure here or there or whatever, I can't do this motion, um, getting some of that back. But then, like you said, the underlying stuff is still there and the mechanical lesion pattern is still there. That's not gone away. It might feel better, but it's not gone. Yeah, well, there'll always be that spot that is that is the spot that goes, the pivot point that changes and you get that tweak when it's involved in a pattern. But when you talk about treatment of the two, just as you said, with acute or acute flare-ups, oftentimes the first stage is to get it so the body's comfortable enough to actually receive the treatment to fix the problem. So you're trying to calm the system down so that, you know, the muscles aren't spasming quite as hard or there's not as much pain in the region, of course, after medical clearance. Yeah kind of put out the fires, what we like to say. Um, and just as Amanda mentioned, uh, the acute treatments are really focused on fluid dynamics. So can we get that pain to release? Often that means we need to get that inflammation to move through the body and disperse from that area that's quite warm and often swollen and slightly inflamed. So improving fluid dynamics and overall gentle movement through the joint to start bring back your uh, mechanics that were lost through the fall or the incident. And then as it feels better, you often, as it was said, you're going to not feel like you need treatment anymore. But our big thing is we're detectives, we're body mechanics. We need to figure out why that happened in the first place. And that way we can prevent any future acute and chronic scenarios happening to keep you healthy and well. And depending on the acute lesion that you're seeing, like clinically for the most part, you're not actually going to end up treating directly on where the problem is. You may do a little bit of work directly where the pain is or where that acute issue is. Um, but again, osteopathically, we're not looking purely at why the pain is there and what's happening. We're looking at, or sorry, we're not looking at that it's there. We're looking at why. So you may not even be treating where it is and you may use other structures in the body to make change. For example, if the lower back is having some level of a tweak or pain, you may go to the cervical spine, so the neck or the ribs to make some adjustments there to take some pressure or load off of the lower back before you actually go to the area of that's symptomatically difficult and take care of that. And a lot of the time when people are acute, they don't actually want you to touch that area because it's so painful that you're just going to trigger that fight or flight response as opposed to getting the body to calm down, which is the effect you need in that acute scenario. Yeah. Well, and we talked a little bit about the inflammation. The inflammation is important to have when that acute issue occurs because that brings extra blood, brings extra nutrients to the area to heal the problem. And you don't just want to try and push that inflammation out immediately. You want to let it do its job. But if it starts to fester or starts to hang around a little too long, then you need to make sure that the hoses that get it out of there are cleared and open. Exactly. We want the body to heal itself, which is one of the principles of osteopathy. We want that self-regulating and self-healing um, system to work inside the body. So we're trying to promote that, but also not trying to take any of that power away. Cause that's, that's what the body's supposed to do. That's what it's yeah. good at. Well, and just as any other talk we've had talking about the autonomic nervous system or fluid dynamics, et cetera, um, the body has balance that it requires the same with inflammation. You can have a hypo or hyperinflammation response and neither like either one of those on each end of the spectrum is not going to be ideal for you. But when there's an injury or an acute problem, something traumatic, whatever it may be, there should be some level of inflammation to the area to help heal it. But as long as it's not either an overreaction or an underreaction, then you can go ahead and take care of the problem. Super. So from a treatment perspective, um, a patient coming in with an acute injury versus a chronic issue, what does that look like from um, a timing perspective or uh, maybe number of treatment 
with, and we're talking really general here, not any case specifics or. Yeah. So if it's uh, very acute, the main thing is um, we probably won't be able to get into the area of the acute inflammation. So as Colby said, work above or below the area really focused on the nervous system. So can we get your fight and flight response, your sympathetic nervous system to come back into balance with your parasympathetic system? Um, and often those treatments, depending what's going on, we might ask you to come in twice that day, but there's going to be a short 10 minute treatments and maybe we'll see you again a day or two later and as we start to see improvements through that injury then we'll start to spread out treatment uh, for an acute situation whereas chronic we often we give a good 20 30 minute treatment max and often depending the patient of course we'll give it two to three weeks in between treatments to let the body work its magic let everything treatment settle in, let the dynamics start to work themselves out. And that way we can see how treatment settled a couple of weeks after we first saw you and what needs to happen next to improve that body mechanic pattern. Well, that's a, in speaking generally, that's what it is. The acute treatment is generally going to be shorter, more frequent treatments because you're going to apply what the body can handle. And it's already dealing with a massive load of stress based on the acute problem at hand where the chronic side can handle more treatment. And with the chronic side, generally, you're going to see more uh, thickening and fibrosis of tissues that require a little bit more strain, possibly, and or more nutrification to fix the problem. So I would agree that, you know, you might see an acute patient, depending on what it is, one or two or three or four or five times a week, depending on what the problem is, assuming red flags have been cleared by the physician. And then chronic, generally, you're going to see them once a week, and then it will slow down as the, the progress continues with the patient, right? So, uh, on, as far as timing goes, it's so dependent on the patient and what's going on and how their body responds to care, but definitely more frequent at the start for acute uh, than compared to chronic. Exactly. exactly. And so important to listen to what their body is telling you to, right? Like the same person coming in with the exact same injury, let's just say it's an ankle sprain, that person number one might be able to take that 10 minutes of treatment, whereas person number two might not you know, might not be able to have that much treatment in the beginning um, and vice versa. It can just change so very, there's so many variables to factor in. So well, it's important that we do assess every time and do see the response and treatment. Well, and age, we're talking about, account. we're talking about the, the length of treatment being real short. That's if you're treating directly on the acute lesion that's in front of you. Yeah. Sometimes in those scenarios, the treatments can be a regular treatment may that be 15 minutes, 20 minutes, but you might not even touch that acute area and you might make sure that the pathways for fluid are clear. Make sure that, you know, oftentimes there's a reason why those injuries occurred where the body's slightly off balance or there's a rotation in the pelvis that's creating, uh, you know, a further step forward for the ankle. And then it's more likely to roll in that position and cause that sprain you're talking about. So you can go above and deal with those issues and then spend just a minute or two on the actual acute problem doesn't necessarily have to mean that you know you have a patient come in five times a week for eight minutes for treatment there's other things that can be taken care of to assist the acute issue but you might not spend that full you know you shouldn't spend a full 30 minutes or 20 minutes on you know a sprained ankle that's two days old yeah. No. And realistically, when they come in, um, again, we'll use that sprained ankle example for, as Colby mentioned, for them to have rolled that ankle and just in the process of that fall or um, however the injury happened, there's going to be a chain of events that have gone up through that body or back down that also need to be addressed and treated. So there's always lots to look at and 
um, assessment, especially when you've come back after an injury, we want to make sure we look at every joint and overall mechanics and are your pumps working, meaning your diaphragm. So are you able to take a big, deep breath to through the belly? Are the ribs moving well? Um, everything we've talked about in the past, it's all adds up and it's what's going through our brains every time we see you just to make sure we're covering our bases and give you the best treatment we can when we see you. Now, as a patient, uh, when you're coming in, say you've had a, an acute injury, you've been cleared by the physician. As a patient going in for treatment, what are you? Like, what should you expect in a treatment? Should treatment be comfortable? Should treatment be painful? Should you? I know this is a big conversation, but should you be using ice or heat or compression? Like, what as a patient would you recommend dealing with something like that? So initially, I mean, if you're super acute, you want to make sure treatment should be comfortable. If you're eliciting that pain response, you're going to notice that their fight or flight system gets triggered. We want things to be calmed down. Um, So we wouldn't want that to happen. And as far as ice or heat goes, you want that inflammatory response to be there. So I would suggest treatment in whatever frequency the practitioner decides that's necessary, but to avoid that stuff right away to let that inflammatory response. And if you're in, if your body has a good health bank account, then it should do what it's supposed to without any assistance from ice or heat. Yeah. I think the first things to listen to and always like this in those scenarios is make sure, listen to what the physician's suggestion is there. And then outside of that, of course, it's making sure that whatever the issue is, is moving the best that it can without causing further injury to the area. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. May that be treatment, may that be just, you know, if it's an ankle, like we said, maybe it's just slight movements of the ankle that don't cause pain, but the slight movement will help one, the joint structure, the tissues, but also pump those fluids in and out for that level of inflammation we're talking about. I think one of the the key big pieces too that people really forget is because most of us have live a busy lifestyle and we really want things to just get better and go back to normal. Um, and maybe that's changed a little bit since COVID has happened, but Um, people forget how big of an influence rest has on you recovering and sleeping well. So those, that piece is also really important. You shouldn't be trying to go back to doing exactly what you're doing right after having an injury. You need to give your body time to do its job. And if you're not giving it time, it's going to create a longer lasting problem or it's just never going to get better. Yeah. Well, when you have those acute injuries, you want to try and stay out of pain as much as you can. Obviously, don't do anything to make it hurt, but if you're talking about positions, if you're talking about, say, something that's happened in the back or the neck, you don't want to try and, you know, if it hurts to keep your head straight, don't hold your head straight at all all times. Wait until you've seen your practitioner and the practitioner can go through the process with you to make sure that your body's doing well. Because if you force a position in pain, pain happens for a reason. It's your body saying something's wrong. So don't force yourself into pain just because you think it's a good thing or you're tough or whatever that may be. Yeah. Or it feels good when I stretch it. That's that's the one I hear a lot. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Let it get treated, find it, fix it and leave it alone as Dr. Yeah. Stowe would say. Yeah. Cause the more you, the more you try and do those kinds of things, the more you're taking away from that healing process. And if you're not sure, just ask your practitioner, your medical doctor, once you've been cleared, as Colby said, your osteopathic practitioner, manual osteopath, um, what they would recommend. And we'll let you know if 
if you should be stretching, if you shouldn't, if you need to rest it, if, you know, it sucks, but maybe you have to take a day off work and um, just let your body heal. That way you can come back stronger the next day. And as Amanda pointed out, you don't want this to become a chronic issue. Um, And when we say chronic, that means something you could be dealing with for months onto years, uh, depending what it is. And that also means a lot more treatment and a lot more money out of your pocket. So our goal is to get you in the office, get you feeling better and get you back out that door. Yeah. Well, and as we mentioned before, um, uh, the same idea is that when you have that acute issue, you want to get it taken care of, but there may be some treatment that comes after you. It feels nice because that will clear up the problems that are either following it or were there in the first place. Like we talked about a minute ago. Exactly. Anything else you guys want to add? I mean, there's so many things we can talk about in practitionership, but I don't think this is the platform to talk about how to go through the process of an acute injury or chronic injury with, with patients. So I think that is good. And obviously if anyone has questions, any of the listeners have questions, reach out and maybe we can deal with them individually and or uh, on another podcast or some sort of post. That sounds great. You guys know where to find us on Instagram at osteocast underscore. You can also find your hosts, uh, Amanda at Body Mechanic, Colby at The Brocal Clinic, and Sarah at SMT Osteopath. Cool. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.